Supercoat Podcast. I'm Lek Dog, and I'm joined by my two best pals in the whole wide damn world. It's Patch. Hello, hello. I'm back. Footy's back. It's a good time to be alive. And it's the beautiful human from out west. It's Damo. Hello. <laughs> You're always so full of energy, Damo. That's why. You didn't ask me how I was. You, di- you didn't ask me how my day was. You didn't ask me how I was oh, doing. I was... You just said it was me. So what was I supposed to say? I was giving you an opportunity to be creative. You could have you could have done a rap song if you wanted to. I could have. Um, I'm not that good on the spot, though. Shout out to Telebeats as well for the music you're hearing. Shout out to anyone else who we want. Shout out to Pun Life. Get on. Get, go and check out Pun Life. They've got some cool Jock Rails t-shirts on their website. My hoodie from Punt Life arrived today. Um, it took a while to cross several borders and some mountains and... A whole bunch of other things to regional Australia, but it's here. Can confirm they're wonderful. It's now bloody cold. Get on them; they're good. Plus, I'm good pretty stuff. sure that uh, that pirates and thieves would have been out to get it. So extra security. We had to we had to walk it up there, Game of Thrones style. So there's a reason it took a while. So check out Punt Life. I'm sure we'll put a link somewhere in the description or something like that. Go look them up. There's some cool shirts they've got. They've got an Eddie Betts shirt. He's back this week, baby. And you know what else is back this week, Leg Dog? Bloody Supercoach. Bloody football is back. Life itself has returned to the universe and we don't have to watch the NRL and pretend to like it. We can watch footy, but what, what do we do? What are we doing? I've logged back in. Suddenly we've got five trades. I know that we've already known this, but I'm suddenly flummoxed because well, uh, none of the rookies will play. All of the players are bad. Why did I not pick the players who were good? How do we well, fix our teams? I can answer one of those questions. Uh, you didn't pick any of the good players. It's just you're inherently not great at the game of Supercoach. But that's genetics. That's not on you. Anyway, how do we how do we fix our teams? What are we looking at doing? Damo, what's, we've, we've very briefly touched on this a few times, but talk me through some of your trades this week what are your moves and how do you think people should draw or not draw inspiration from those trades themselves i've gone for the idea that i want to make as much money as possible as quickly as possible so i've um jumped on jeremy howe i've jumped on jack viney jumped on georgiades jumped on sturt um and i've gotten rid of the likes of dan houston I'm not saying he's not going to work, but he's not going to make any money very quickly given what he scored in round one. Uh, I've gotten rid of Dylan Robertson. He's 26. Um, that will be will haunt him for quite a few weeks. Um, and then I've gotten rid of the likes of Tom Green, uh, Billy Frampton, and Ben Kavara, who are likely to either be, be dropped or um, not score all that well and make a lot of money. Yeah, Damo, I've gone with similar thoughts. What... I'll go through my five trades as well. We don't have to go into great depth. I've currently traded, and these will not be my trades, I've currently traded out Laird, Zerk Thatcher, Green, Conroy, and McPherson for Howe, Nick Haynes, who's had four tons in a row. Shout out to Al Patton for putting that in my head. 
McInerney, Mark Pitney, and Mitchell Georgiatis. All I, all these trades were just to try and be able to get Mark Pitney into my side. I've successfully been able to do that. However, I've just read on uh, on Twitter, aflratings.com.au, at aflratings, that uh, Naismith is actually not ruled out. Harley hasn't ruled him out this weekend. They're just um, they're concerned no, about he's his just tweaked. Tires. Just tweaked his hamstring, which is the worst thing you can possibly do to a hamstring. Like tearing it, sure, bad, but you know you're out. You know from a super coach perspective, you're like, right, put a line through him. Tweaked hamstring? What? The, what is a tweak? What is tweak? Ah, it's the worst, most confusing injury in the whole wide world. And I, I don't know. Do do we? A lot of people jumping on Naismith. Is he now off the list? Do you consider bringing him in still? Or do you just? Go to a Jacobs or a Pitney instead, as you've done. He's he's off my list. He plays on Sunday. He's playing against Essendon, who and I don't want to hurt your feelings. Never great with the old Ruckman, so you don't actually probably need to play Naismith. They've got Sinclair in that side. I suspect he probably doesn't play round two, um, and that's maybe a blessing in disguise. And then we can all jump on Mark Pitney, friend of the pod. Who's a bloody champion? But for me, Patch, look, I, I I did all these trades to try and get my use my five trades, but in reality, unless um, the rookie carnage is absolute carnage, I actually don't think I'm going to use five trades. I might use three, but I dare say I'm probably only going to use two, and that'll be bring in Jeremy Howe and bring in one of the rookies I don't have. So the biggest question for me is is really on Dylan Robert and, and, and Patch. We had a couple of questions come through on him. Yeah, a lot of people very confused about what to do with Dylan Robert and was all the craze pre-season. But yeah, we've had Tony Mano tweeted in, um, Dylan Robert and what do we do? And confirmation, uh, the uh, price has changed for all people, all players after two games. Um, and then Supercoach Yenna Cheers uh, is asking the value of Roberton against Long. Um, Jake Long obviously coming out and scoring the uh, 118 uh, in round one. Um, do do we need to get rid of Robertson because prices will change after next week? That 26 will dog him for a little while. Uh, do do you have to get rid of him? Do we expect more? Uh, you you expect more points from him than an average of 26 or 20 20 not a lot. Yeah, if I'm thinking about bringing in someone like a a Long because he scored 118 in round one, you have to think about getting rid of a Dylan Robin who scored uh, 26 in round one because it is going to sit in that rolling average uh, this week and next week. Oh, given the dearth of defensive rookies that we think we've got, we've probably got Noble who's going to play. Or we, we, we're pretty confident Noble's going to play. Damo, you think Stasevich is going to stick in this team, correct? I do. I also believe... Uh... Jared Branders um, going to stay in. It's his spot to lose in that Eagles side. So we don't have... We've got a couple of rookies we think are going to stick around. So it might just be that we have to um, hold a Dylan Robertson or go up to a to a, a full primo and sacrifice somewhere else. But at the moment, yeah, he had a 26. First game back outside of preseason games in a couple of years. Uh, I've got bigger issues probably than Dylan Robertson. Now, if he comes out and spuds it up in round two, then you're kind of stuffed. But, you know, he's, they're playing at Marvel Stadium this weekend against the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs were awful in round one. Maybe he just needs a, a clear run at it, some, some, some weather-free footy and get a few intercept possessions and 
Maybe he'll be fine. Uh, it's it's a tough one, but I've got bigger issues, and I think most people do. Patch. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a, a, a case of yeah. If if he's your biggest problem, great, get rid of him to try and fi- fix that up. But yeah, Robertson's currently still in my side after using all five trades. I've got five bigger holes to fill in than Robertson, um, and you still you still think that you know he'll come out and average seventy, which in a year where there are so few rookies around is probably enough. You can probably just kind of sit him there for a little bit. Um, but you mentioned the Bulldogs. Bulldogs have also been a big talking point. People are trading out uh, Bontempelli. People are trading out Dunkley. Damo, what, why are people doing this? Why are people the way they are? What? Talk, why? We actually had a question from Seeker who asked, um, depending on the named teams, is it imperative to go from three primo doggies to two? So I guess this sort of ties into why they're getting rid of Dunkley or Bontempelli, and I guess what the most uh, like the the most obvious answer to that is it's because they face the next three teams who have all like the main taggers in them, and they also scored not that great in round one, so they're trying to avoid a large cash drop. And that's that's something we've seen a, a lot of in terms of people talking about trading out those those two dogs players. Talk of trading trading out Dangerfield. Talk of trading out Max Gorn for some people to try and generate that cash. And from playing around with my team, every bunch of trades I've had to do because the rookies are, are so so problematic this year. It's involved needing to trade out one premium who probably you could probably argue that that could be kept. You know, you, you could look at Hugh McCluck and say, sure, he scored 85 in round one. You'd expect him to bounce back. But, you know, someone's got to be on the chopping block for me to have cash to trade in a Jake Long for a rookie or to, to go up to Jeremy Howe. Um, and I think, yeah, do, do, do we think that sacrifice needs to be made or should we avoid it as much as possible? I think to make the moves that you want to make, some people will have to sacrifice one or two players who are in that higher price bracket even if you have to even if you get rid of one of your mid-priced gambles um you've got to get rid of someone to bring in the money makers and especially if they had a bad round one then they're going to lose money rather than make you money and given the shortened season we want to make money as fast as you can to bring your team up to the more reliable um sort of structure that you get in a normal season yeah, but with six with sixteen rounds left, thirty trades in the belt, we can kind of afford to go really hard, really early to to you know make those make those things. Like I've traded out um, Isaac Cumming, Hugh McCluggage, Ed Kerno, Nick Nat, and Andrew Brayshaw. Uh, Brayshaw break my team, and like arguably McCluggage and Nat Nui are really stiff to get dropped from that team. But I just need the cash, and the cash has to come from somewhere, and it's just kind of what's what the go is at this stage. There's every chance you make the wrong decision anyway. I, I'm not sure that, that Bont is one you would trade out because Bont is an impact player. We've spoken about impact players being really good and really crucial. Nick Nat, an impact player you'd think would score very well over the course of the season anyway. But I just, yeah, the, the cash has to come from somewhere. And, you know, we're, we're going to be making a lot of trades that we, we don't normally make this year. Um, looking at some of those trades, Connor Rosie has been brought up as a pod as well. Um, a bunch of pods up forward. Uh, Jacob Townsend was brought up by Seeker um, as a, an expensive rookie type player. He was asking about 
Um, and then Bryce Mitchell chucked in uh, a wonderful analysis because he's very good uh, looking at his round one score of 99 and his round, you know, his price of 222k could make us a lot of money. Uh, do we need to start looking at these players? Was it imperative that we get any of these mid prices in over any others? Ben Long, someone we must have at, you know, 280k? I like Jacob Townsend. I wanted to get Jacob Townsend in if I could afford him. I couldn't. But uh, for those who are looking at him, if he averages 77 up until round 7, he will get up to 373k with a break-even of about 63. So really, if you held him until round 8, he might reach the 390 sort of price range. And that's a good good return for, for a player that probably isn't as reliable, um, but will make you a lot of money in the short term, just thanks to his round one score. I have no interest in Jacob Townsend at all. I think he's a trap, even at 220k. He has been in the system for, what, eight or nine years now? He's he's playing his 50th, 50th game on the weekend. His debut game had Israel Folau and James McDonald in it. Fun fact I saw the other day. Um, He's like, everything Jake Stringer is in terms of a super coach prospect, Jacob Townsend is but riskier in my books. I I love the idea of a 222K player that will average 77 up until round eight. Uh, Jacob Townsend is not that player. Patch, in 49 games of AFL football, how many times do you think Jacob Townsend has turned up? Two. One. 2017, he turned up once. His second highest score, 99, which was round one this year, in which he kicked, what, three or four goals? Three yeah, goals? Yeah, he kicked a bunch of goals. What was yeah. exceptional from a football perspective, from a super coach perspective? No, no, thank you. No, no, he's got a turn-up rate of about 2%, and that's inflated by the fact that he has turned up once <laughs> and only played 50 games. No, it's a no for me, like... We could say it'd be nice for him to average 77, but his career averages, you take out the current 99 and the year where he averaged 97, the only year where he had turned up, played two games, um, he's a he's going to average 50 points this year. He's he's not a value selection for mine, Damo. I do love you, though. Ben Long at 65k more, though, Damo? He's going to shoot up in price for the exact same reason. I mean, he scored well in round one. Um, he seems to have settled into a more of a rebound sort of defender role. And I guess that sort of plays into the Dylan Roberton question again, if we go back to it just quickly. Has Dylan Roberton's role changed slightly and that's why he didn't score as well in round one? Or was it the lack of Jake Carlisle and he, that, make, that made him have to lock down more that contributed to his poor score? Which, conversely, if... Jake Carlisle comes back, or if they bring in another key defender, does Ben Long go back to his other role, or how does it affect that sort of domino situation at the Saints? It's a good question, Damo. Ben Long, in the preseason and round one, was playing that rebound defending role, and he did it really well. And remember, in the preseason, Roberton as well was was scoring really well. He was he was solid in his hitouts in the preseason, and as you said. He had to really play a, a taller a taller position in round one. It was so long ago, it's actually really hard to remember. But 
I'm hoping we see uh, we see a more more defined defensive outfit when the teams come out this week. Um, I think both factors, both the tall player, the lack of tall players in round one, and the Ben Long factor into Robertson's scoring. But uh, at 260k um, f- for Robertson, I'm happy to take that risk, and consequently, I'm happy to take the risk on Ben Long because he's playing a super coach friendly role from what we've seen. Having said that, it's been over 11 weeks since we last saw football. So, you know, it's really rolling the dice patch. It is. It is. Are there any rookies that we absolutely must have, that absolutely have to have? So say Sam Sam Sturt gets named, do you have to just go, either of you, yes, yes or no, very quickly running through, do you need to get Sam Sturt in, scored 100 in round one? Yes. Yep. Marlon Pickett, 94. Don't know why he wouldn't have started him anyway. But Yes. Yep. Justin McInerney from Sydney, 81. Yep. Yep. If named. Yep. If you didn't start, Raoul, you're not bringing him in. Curtis Taylor, 79 for North Melbourne. Yep. Yep. By the George way, Yard. if you didn't start, Raoul, you should bring him in. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, Georgiades. Yep. Yes. He's battling a hamstring at the moment, but apparently was training today with the uh with the team so yes tyler tyler brown yes yes reportedly playing this weekend jared brander do you need to bring him in before his price jumps yep lake oh sorry yes yep radio and then we jump into more 200k players and there's an interesting one we had a question about kind of in that 200k bracket that wasn't townsend um looking more towards players that might not be playing. Um, in terms of Zerk Thatcher, unlikely to get a gig this week. Um, Frampton, who knows? Who knows? If he does run out, it'll be with a black eye anyway. Uh, some of these players, do we need... Uh, Tom, Tom Green, assuming he doesn't make the cut this week, um, do we need to trade these players out or can we sit them sit them around for a little bit? I think now's the time to trade them out if you've got them and they don't play. There's nothing. The, I know it always feels bad in regular super coach to bring a guy back in if you traded him out, but this year, shortened season, you've got 30 trades to play with still. I think you can trade any of these guys out and bring them back in when the time comes. Another mid-price 200k-ish player uh, that we'll be missing, which I know we were all looking forward to selecting, is Rock Smith. So he's uh, he's out for an extended period of time. So disappointing for us. Uh, Brett That's Buley, though, Damo, talk talk to us about Brett Buley because every preseason it was all Brayshaw this, Brayshaw that, and now Brett Buley has come out and kind of scored the thing we wanted uh, Brayshaw to do. Tim Mitchell very bullish on him on Twitter from the Herald Sun. Do we do, is Brett Buley someone we we should look at bringing in in that forward line, or do we give him a miss? I think he rivals Ben Long. To be honest, I think. If you can get both, then get both. But if you're going one or the other, I'd go Buley just because I know what role he's going to play if he plays. And I say if he plays because there has been a question about his job security. I don't have that question. Other people have that question. But obviously my opinion is is my opinion. Um, but he's lethal by foot. Seems to be that, that link man on the wing that um, has taken over... Ed Langdon or Bradley Hill's role and doing it against the Bombers in round one, which, as Lex said, is 
over 11 weeks ago, almost 12 now. Um, that was 12 weeks ago. And who knows if he's going to keep that role or if he's going to play more of a forward role or if he's going to keep his wing role because the Dockers have the likes of Mundy, Akers, Wilson, even Jesse Hogan potentially coming back. Not saying Jesse Hogan will play on the wing, but who knows what's... We can dream. But We, we can, can dream. dream. Hashtag JRL God. Brett Buley, for those playing along at home, 250k scored 95 in round one at 0.8% ownership. So a massive pod hasn't really been discussed. Um, I mean, I, I prefer Long because I think I'd, I, I think he's locked into that role, but Buley's a very interesting one. And if he goes well, he would be very, very sneaky, very, very good for you as well there. There are a couple of players, guys, just before we uh, move on to bigger and better things. I just, in fact, I don't even need to say names. Are you guys willing to bring in a player for their first game this week? If if the teams come out and we're stuffed from the get-go, are you going to bring in, be willing to bring in early on a guys like a Stephen Hill, who you just mentioned before, Demo? Um Sam Flanders, who looks like he's going to debut for Gold Coast, 160k mid forward. Say his name, Lex. Stupid Say his sexy name. Flanders, <laughs> and a Harley Bennell, for instance. Are these sort of guys you're going to be willing to look at, Damo? You're the king of Freo. Uh, is Stephen Hill someone we need to look at? I I wouldn't go for Stephen Hill at his elevated rookie price until you've seen him play at least one game. The one player that I would bring in if they're named, and it's kind of like a pot calling the kettle black here, I would bring in Harley Bennell if he's named. Okay, go on. Only because, and everyone's team is different, so this is just my team here. If I brought him in, I wouldn't be playing him on the field. I would be having the roller coaster ride as he sits in M11. I don't know when I would ever play him on field unless someone like Matt Rowell or Marlon Pickett hits the bin. Um, but uh, I think once he's in that Melbourne side, they will do their best to keep him as fit as possible. And a fit Harley Bennell is a beautiful sight to see on the football field. Is yeah. I, I, I Ted... It depends on the name, the teams. If I if I have a full roster of rookies, I won't bring him in. But if I uh, if I've got a spot, if Butterick isn't named, for instance, although Damo, you were saying he's playing very well in the in their warm up and practice matches, uh, I'll bring him in. Yeah, I I really want to bring him in. I'd I'd reckon he'll score. I reckon he'll turn up in his first game. Oh. I I'm calling it now. I probably not going to bring him in because I think you've. You know, if you've got other things, if you don't have a McInerney, if you don't have a lot of these other rookies we mentioned before, you need to get them in first because their prices will change. You can afford to wait on a Benel, but if you bring him in, I I'm going to go out on a limb. I reckon he'll turn up, play him on field. Okay. Don't at me. Don't at me when he does a calf three minutes I've in got, and scores six. I've got a question without notice for both of you. Matt, go I've got so Matt Rowell or Harley Benel on field. Matt Rowell. <laughs> Matt Rowell. I've just committed to it. They're playing the Blues. Harley Bennell could kick six and have 20 touches. <laughs> oh, my God. I, yeah, no, Matt, Matt, 
Harley Bernal, you've got to yo before you can low. Matt Rowell up against the big Eagles midfield. They'll get monstered. Nick Nat will eat Jared Witts alive. Harley Bernal, YOLO, just do it. I'd probably What's rather the bring worst? Mitch Hibbert early, to be honest. Yeah, well, Mitch Hibbert is one that is looking kind of likely to play, considering Essendon, Have once no again, has no uh, fit forwards, which uh, I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you. It's disappointing um, uh, for Smith, by the way. Yeah, Devin Smith, uh, if you haven't brought him in, I was locking him straight into my forward line. We'll probably have to play more forward, which isn't ideal for his supercut role. Isn't his best position, but the Bombers will need him up there. Steer clear for now. Mitch Hibbard may debut. They played him forward despite him kind of being drafted or brought in as that big body midfielder. Um, played him forward in practice matches, kicked some goals. Good sign. Um you know, I, I was talking to Damo the other week, um, said he was unlikely to play, but based on that, he, he may well play. Could be worth bringing in, but again, you, if you don't have some of those other guys uh, we've mentioned, definitely go for them first. I think uh, Darcy Cameron also playing. Yeah, uh, he'll probably, he'll be one of those guys that comes in and scores 90 and then scores 30 and then gets dropped, but... I will jump on him in round two. Is is it worth jumping off your your zero or a, for Darcy Cameron, or are you better off bringing in the people's champion, uh, Mark Pitney? I'm assuming that's how you say his name, by the way. Tamo? Someone? Anyone? Um, no, I, I don't think it's worth jumping off zeros unless you've got just trades to burn at this stage, um, because those, those loopholes can be very, very useful um, for those bench bench options if you loaded up in round one like me and then stuffed all the players that you should have had on field and had Ben Kavara on instead of Sam Sturt it, it gives you more flexibility to not shoot yourself in the foot like that um, and they might be back you don't know so I, I wouldn't prioritize it but yeah if you've got the trades to burn then sure you can trade a, a, a Tristan Zeri assuming he he's not named as well um, there's rumors that he might be um, you can trade him to Darcy Cameron. You can bring Cameron in for a Kavara. I don't know. The world's your oyster there. Um, but I, I wouldn't be rushing to, to bring him in or bringing anyone who hasn't played in when you've got other things to prioritise first. Damo, you beautiful human being. Did we have any more questions from the, the folks out there desperate to listen um, to some super coach content from people who don't know what they're talking about. Seeker had a third question. He's Seeker is the greatest. Can I just say that? <laughs> you can say that because I agree. Um, he's asked: Are intercept players like How Stewart? We'll throw Haynes in there as well. Better defensive picks now to all the changes. Um, I don't know if the changes impact it that much. Do they? I mean. What what are the changes? It's a shortened quarter. Uh, people playing in hubs. Is there rules I'm missing? I, I I don't. I mean, intercept players are always good, in my opinion. They can be hit and miss when they get asked to lock down, but uh, I don't think they're any better or worse than they were. I I guess the scaling is what comes into it. Is is taking marks and preventing opportunities rated highly by champion data. Yeah, I mean, people are going to get rewarded in this um, shorter game for doing more things in the least in the in the least amount of time. So, the defensive markers, the defensive intercept markers, um, they're likely to score probably about the same as they usually do because they're usually good scorers in the, in the long format as well. But do they get help when they do the scaling at the end of the game, or do they just earn more from their intercept marks? 
as the game goes on. It's really hard hard to say, but I would say those are the players that you would have gone for anyway in the in the long format. Yeah. So it look, it's hard to say. Jeremy Howe obviously had a very good first game, but anyone who marks and kicks is pretty good in Supercoach and he does that. Shannon Hearn does it. Sam Doherty does it. There's a lot of blokes that do it. Lek, we've got one specifically for you. Who are the potential sleeve wearers in round two? Yeah, this this is big. So, obviously, there's a lot of people playing up north um, in the in the hub up there. So, we've got... Uh, I'd be pretty much ruling out sleeves up in the north. Uh, uh, Christensen, if he plays, will wear sleeves, as we saw in JRL. But outside of that, I think anyone playing up north... Don't think about them for sleeve watch. Therefore, don't select them in Super Coach. But I mean, down down in uh, down in Melbourne, obviously Simo, Petrovsky, Seaton, most of the Carlton players will be wearing sleeves. Um, Jeremy Howe, I reckon, is a smoky to wear sleeves, and if he does wear sleeves, you have to trade him into your team first thing on Thursday night if you don't have him already. There's look, there's a number of players. Um, that I'd consider uh, Tom Stewart. If he comes out in sleeves, he'll be coming into my team on Friday night. I'll say that. Sleeves for Marlon Pickett? Yeah, I, I'd hope so. I'm not sure what the uh, the rules are down at Richmond. If they're a pro sleeves club, I'd like to see the Ruckman Marlon Pickett uh, donning the sleeves because that is the rumor, isn't it? That he's uh, the new Ruckman. That it. That, yeah, he's that, the new Sean. Grigg, that is the Premiership Ruckman, Sean Grigg. Um, but. Like you, you don't reckon Rory Lobb's going to wear sleeves? Well, that's a good question. But uh, it's a great question. It's pretty hot up there, but his are only three quarters, aren't they? So, you know. Two, two games in Sydney on Sunday, raining an 18 in Sydney on the Sunday. Um, you know, we'll, we'll obviously see Jasper Pittard running out in sleeves, but giant Sydney and Essendon, not traditionally heavy sleeve wearers, but we saw the, a few bombers don them in J-Rail. Zaharakis and Hurley put them on a bit. Um, you'd love to see it in Sydney as well. It is, it's certainly going to sway some of my tips. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Rightio, any final thoughts here, gents? Should we run through some of the very popular... Just We, we know the forwards were a very big problem here, um, all throughout the preseason, um, some of them were okay, some of them were good. Um, basically, we'll, we'll just go through some of the popular ones um, and just look at it, if you should get rid of them or bring them in. Obviously, depending on if they scored well or 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 didn't. Um, just very quickly, yes, no, again, because we don't have time to, to analyse all of them individually. Um, Devin Smith, we've spoken about. You probably wouldn't bring him in if you don't have him. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring him in. I wouldn't bring him in. No, but I wouldn't be trading him in out. Trading him in out either. No, no, no. I'm moving yep. him to F three. So, um, yep. but I wouldn't be bringing him in. Andrew Brayshaw. Is that out or but in? You know my thoughts. Is that out or in? Uh, well, would you be trading him out? And I know a lot of people have. I have. Didn't regret I, it at all. I I said it two podcasts ago. I understand if you want to trade him out, because like I said, you. It's going to be good to get as much cash as you can as early as possible. And he's going to have that 66 in his rolling average for some weeks and it could affect his price, uh, his cash generation. Will you be trading him out? No, I will not. (laughs) Christian Petrarca scored 105, 141k. Would you trade him in? I would. 
I uh, I would trade him in. He's playing against the Blues. If they play him as like that uh, forward midfielder role where he spends a bit of time forward, he's going to kick four or five goals against the Blues because we don't defend uh, Smalls all that well. So um, he's going to score well this in round two, and that sets you up pretty good for uh, pretty well for the next few weeks. So yeah, I'd, I'd bring him in. Demo. Uh, I don't see why not. Yep, Darcy McPherson scored 56. Nah, Do you get rid of him? him? Been him. I don't know how good the hub's going to be for him, but unfortunately he has to make way after enticing us all with his majestic looks and skill preseason. I would also trade I'm him sad. out. I'm very Tom sad. J. Lynch, 55, from Richmond. Oh. Um... That's a tough one. Uh, if if they don't name a Ruckman, I'd probably hold him because I think he's the, the clear backup pinch hitter Ruckman type player. So I'd probably hold him if I had him. Yeah, I'm a hold. Right. Right Jack Martin, 107, 420k. In a, trade him in? Yeah, I'd trade him in. He's not going to kick goals every week, but Eddie Betts back into that side. Gibbons playing in the forward line. It, he probably gets a bit more time in the midfield. I would say n- uh, no, but it's a hesitant no. Yeah, yeah I'm it's really leaning towards to hesitant know. no as yeah. well. It's it's difficult. John Segler, 101, number one ruck for Hawthorne, 417k. Trade him in? Yes. I played around. For one. Yeah, I played around with that trade today. Um, him and Darcy Cameron, if you bought both of them in, gives you some options. Yeah, especially if you've got a Naismith um, and you're worried about that Sunday game. Not that you can really switch them because the Pies will be locked out by Thursday. Connor Rosie, 125. We had a question about him. Uh, is he a viable option to bring bring in for the rest of the season? Is he going to keep up 100-point average for the year? The only thing I'll say is Port's not going to play the Suns again. So who knows if he's going to keep up that sort of scoring profile. Um, but... I'm a yes. I'm a... Uh, I'm a no. I don't know why. I just... Uh, I, it's actually hard because he does kick goals. And the, the champion dad is going to love guys who kick goals. Yes. Yep, showdown this week as well. I can see him getting up for a showdown. And then Chad Wingard scored 131 in round one. What do you think? Bring him in? Is he an option to bring in? Oh, you should have, should have started him, man. Uh, I almost started him, and then I didn't. And isn't I'm not going to bring him in, but he's a good option to bring in. Isn't he in your team, Patch? He was. He's back out, but he might be coming back in. I'm very tempted by That's Chadley. That's disgusting. You are, I hate... You... I've undermined everything I stand for. What do you... But he was briefly in my side... That, you, that, mate, you need to have you're spineless. I don't. Want, I've said it. You're spineless, mate. I. I mean, I'm. I'm just. A, I'm just. A, I'm just points as bitch, like dog. That, I just want those points. I see those sweet glistening points, and I just want them. I just want them in my side. You heard you it here first. Murder this Patch man. is a points. Chaser. I have, and I'm. I'm trying to atone for my sins, like dog. Damo, let the I'm, community hear that again. You heard it here first. Patch is a points chaser. You're a filthy points chaser. I, I, I'm I, just glad that I could finally accept who I am, and I hope that everyone in the community can also accept me for, for the, the person I really am. I just wanted to have a quick note. Alarmingly, 24,426 teams still have Jack Stephen in there. He's not going to play round two. 
and uh, 16,890 teams still have Aiden Bonner in their team. Obviously, anyone listening to this probably isn't in that boat, but if you do have those players, get them out. Get them right out. Speaking of getting out, is there anything else we wanted to, uh, to, to mention to the community before we get out and go stare longingly at pictures of Chad Wingard? Keep an eye on the website. The content is going to start rolling out again as the factory warms up and we turn on the... Uh, the they're not treadmills. <laughs> What's in a factory? The hamster wheels that we get yeah. everyone to run on to run the website. Yeah, and uh, if you're listening to this on either Tuesday or Wednesday or even early Thursday, I'm sure, Damo, that we will be doing some sort of live content on Thursday before the first bounce of that game. I'm sure that'll happen. Fantastic. And thank you to everyone who asked a question. Keep in mind, um, players' price changes after two games instead of three, so... We've had lots of people ask us to confirm that. This is confirming that. Um, and I am so happy to have football back this weekend. I keep dreaming about it. I keep dreaming I'm at the football, and that's the whole dream. It's. I didn't realise what a hold this thing had over me. And I've been waking up at 3am, just the cry of ball, just echoing around the room, um, not pleasing anyone living in or near my house. Um, but it's, God, it's exciting. God, it's exciting to have footy back. I can't wait. I can't wait to get stupid, sexy Flanders into my team. I love your community. Yeah.